Life's a game. Life's a joke. Fuck it. Why not go for broke? By Cashtastrophe. Read by God of Laundry Baskets. Chapter 4. Undine's busy when Sand shows up to the playground. She spent the last 20 minutes diligently pumping her skinny little legs on the swing set, aiming for the highest possible point at which she can fling herself off. Bet you can't, Alphys had sneered that morning in class, eyeing Undine's gawky frame critically. You'd break both your arms. She might be right. But that's a risk Undine's willing to take out of sheer spite because for some reason, when Alphys laughs at her, it makes her even angrier than when other kids do it. She's ready. She's fully prepared to snap some bones in pursuit of proving her point when, from behind her, Hey, put her down. You can't, you can't do that. Undine smacks herself in the face with her own ponytail she turns so quick. It was well worth it. She whirls around just in time to see Papyrus's older brother, the one who shivers so nervously all the time and can't ever quite meet her eyes, pick up Becky, a little brat of a rabbit, maybe three years Undine's elder, by the scruff of her neck. He doesn't do it gently. Sans, what are you? She drags the heels of her boots into the dirt, grinding to a stop, and hops off the swing. Hey, hey, Undine, he says easily, as though he's commenting on the weather or an interestingly shaped rock. Like this isn't tilting her whole, limited worldview, seeing him outside the confines of their house unaccompanied. It's Weird. Sort of like watching a houseplant take itself for a walk, Undine thinks, blinking wide-eyed up at him. He'd barely even talked those few times she's been allowed over to Papyrus's house for a playdate. If he notices her staring, he doesn't comment. This is the... the little shit that Black and Papapses... I, huh? F friend of yours. He shakes Becky once, vicious. He's smiling. When is he not? But his left eye is glowing in a way she's never seen before. This rolling pulse of bright reds and oil slick blacks. It makes her a little bit sick to look at. Becky's sister sniffs wetly from where she's huddled in the sand, huge, fat tears rolling down her cheeks, ears pinned back. She didn't mean to, the kit protests. He was, he was shouting at her, and he's always too loud, and she just gets mad sometimes. She's... Sands must not like that answer very much, because he shakes Becky again. Cool, he says. So this'll be a nice lesson on restraint for you, right? Right. That's, that's a 
good life skill to learn, kid. You should really be th thanking me. Becky kicks out at him, sneers when her feet don't connect. Oh, whatever. What are you going to do? You can't even get through a whole sentence without tripping on it. She shares none of her sister's apparent terrified stillness, twisting in Sansa's grip like an eel. Let me go. Come on. The thing is, Becky's a bitch. The thing is, she's got a bad habit of pulling Undine's pigtails when she gets upset, and that's sort of the worst characteristic Undine can imagine. So she doesn't exactly protest when Sansa's bloody black magic seizes Becky tight around the ribcage and hurls her ten feet into the air with no warning at all. He doesn't drop her. He throws her bodily to the ground instead, magic crackling like the static on a busted television. She yelps like a kicked puppy, skids to a stop in the sand almost at Undine's feet. Undine doesn't help her up. She does, however, check her nearly on autopilot, half without meaning to, and her eyes widen when she watches Becky's HP shutter down a few points. She's never seen anyone get hurt before. Not like that. Not for real. Cool. Let me be abundantly clear, Sans is saying now, letting his eyelids flicker out in that way Undine has always found deeply unsettling. He crouches down on his haunches. He's barefoot, Undine abruptly realizes. Barefoot in the snow, and how had she never noticed how weird his feet were before? Just enough to bring himself nearly socket to eyeball with the kid, who had somehow managed to pale beneath her honey-brown fur. You're not going to apologize to my brother. You're going to worship him. The only thing out of your mouth to him until you graduate had better be, yes, Papyrus, you're so fucking great, Papyrus, or I'll be back to braid your guts into goddamn daisy chains for him to wear to the goddamn, goddamn spring dance. He tilts his head, bird-like. Did I stutter that time, you little maggot? The girl's got guts. Undine will give her that. Sans isn't big, but he's a damn sight bigger than a ten-year-old kid, especially one crumpled up like a rag doll in the dirt. Still, she glares up at him with only the barest quiver to her lip, hissing through her tiny, sharp white teeth. You can't do that. We're kids, she protests shrilly. You can't kill a kid it's against the law for a grown monster to kill a kid sans laughs and stands back upright his spine cracking and popping with the motion it's not a terribly pleasant sound sure you're right that is the law for monsters isn't it he jams his hands into his hoodie pockets and shrugs he turns then to Undine, who's gotten her tiny little fingers balled into 
pale blue fists, eyes wide, all of her jagged teeth bared in excitement at the prospect of watching Sans throw down with one of her classmates, especially one that's worked so hard to get on Undine's bad side. You want to tell him, Little Miss Fish? It takes her a moment to process what he's asking. Tell her? Tell her what? Tell her Papyrus's dad keeps a half-mad guard dog on a very thin leash and said guard dog doesn't take very well to his charge getting pushed around? Tell her how badly she's fucked up? Tell her... Absently, Sans is worrying the brass ring on his collar between a cracked thumb and foreclaw. She's never actually seen him wear it outside the house before either, now that she thinks of it. Because... Because... He's not a monster, Undine breathes, awed. She's staring up at him, starry-eyed, impressed, and Becky looks like she's about to be sick. Sans winks at her. Funny thing, huh? He deadpans. Gaster will just put me down, write it off as collateral damage, and the next bodyguard won't be so polite, you feel me? Becky nods hard enough that Undine can hear her ears flopping with emotion. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. I hear you. I won't, I won't pick on Papyrus anymore. I swear. Oh, no. No, honey. That's not what I asked you for, is it? Sands rocks back on his heels, looking pleased with himself. You're going to be his fucking friends, all of you, he growls. Or we're going to see what you look like turned inside out, yeah? Undine nods enthusiastically. She is already friends with the younger skeletons, practically besties. She likes Papyrus and his quick temper and his sheer stubborn rage at a world that refuses to conform to his demands. But hell, who is she to argue with that? Sans spits out every word like he's got power crackling between his teeth, like he's chewing lightning, heedless of the way it burns. It's a little unnerving, a little unhinged, okay, because realistically, he's grown and Becky's still a kid, but, but he'd do anything for Papyrus. Papyrus could make him do anything. God damn.